It takes a lot to turn an idea into a business. Yahoo Small Business has everything you need to start and grow your business. Get online for free. Visit www.yahoosmallbusiness.com. Recorded live. Black Power, Black Power, Beauty 48, my hotel. Welcome to Feet on the Ground Radio. This is your brother, Born. We're on the go. We're on the move. And um, tonight, we got a special right now with um, the Bible Automatics, Attorney at War. He's coming in to give us that message about the 10, 10, 15 Freedom Party National Agenda. You know what I'm saying? Being pressed out that day in Atlanta. And we're going to have the lines uh, clear. Have our brother and have our brother do the right things for us. So y'all family, just um, hold up one second. I'm going. I gotta open all the lines and then just get everything right. Just give me one moment, please. Um, I'm working with a slow system right now. Let's see here. All right, I, I got everything open. So what we're doing, we're just going to uh, wait for Bob and Maddox to, to chime in, and then we'll be ready to go. Let me see if that's him already on the line. Uh, Bob Walton Maddox, is that you out there? All right, Black Power. Brother, brother uh, is this Bob and Maddox? Black Power, all right, that's not Bob Maddox. Black Power, is this Bob Maddox? Hello? Hello? Yes. Is this Bob Automatic right here? No, 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 no. I'm trying to listen to the show. All right, then. Well, just give us one moment. We wait for uh, Bob to, to um, click on in, and then we'll have him on. Just give us one moment, please. I'm gonna Thank you. Moment. All right. Let me go back to right here. Black Power, BB48, is this Bible automatic? All right, we're looking for attorney automatics. Let me see. Attorney, is this attorney automatics right here? No. All right. Let's see. Black Power, is this Attorney Automatics right here? Black Power, um, I'm saying, is this Attorney Automatics? No? Hello? Hello? All right, um, New York, I'm going to put you on hold real quick. I'm, we're waiting for uh, Bob and Maddox to tune in. Um, as we said tonight, <clears throat> tonight is a special. Uh, we got a six o'clock special going on right now. Tonight is a special. We have uh, Baba Altmatics, attorney at war, coming on in to give us a timely message on the, dealing with the Freedom Party on uh, ten ten fifteen and the uh, agenda, the national agenda for the Africans who uh, fall up under the Freedom Party. We also, uh, you know, we we're going to hear a little bit of information on how you could be connected to the Freedom Party. No matter where you're, where you are at. So uh, just give us a, a moment, and we should have Barbara Automatic in.
But, yes, family, you know, as we wait for Baba Automatics to get on the line, uh, welcome to Feet on the Ground Radio. We like to come in with the praise to the ancestors, praise that turn of glory to Garvey, long live the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul-Muhammad. Praise Harriet Tubman, glory to Ida B. Wells, and long live the spirit of Sister Fannie Lou Hamer. And with that, we like to say BB for ODA, Mahotep, Black Power, Abari Ghani, you know, um, and, and every other good good African, you know what I'm saying, phrase of greetings, uh, uh, peace and blessings. But uh, right now, let's see if this is Attorney Maddox on the line right now. Uh, Black Power, is this Attorney uh, Bobble Automatics? All right, we open New York City, New York. Uh, is this Bobble Automatics, New York City, New York? We're trying to make sure this is you. No, it's not. Thank you very much, though. We're as I said, you know, just give us a, a couple moments. We all getting on. Black Power, BB48. Okay. Uh, uh, all right, hello? Hello? Hold on. Oh, oh, hold on, sister. Hold on, sister. Um, we're waiting for uh, for Bob to, to, to get in. So just give us a moment. I was just giving a little opening, but we're waiting for Bob to get in. I thought that you might. I like couldn't. When he called, he couldn't get in. Uh, he is... couldn't get in. Uh, 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 He's on the phone now trying to reach you again. All right. Well, I I just we got a, we got several New York callers on. Hold on one moment. Life Power, just Bob Automatic. Okay. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. That's him. Hold on. Okay. Well, okay. Look, I'm on my cell phone. Oh, that's Brother TV. Yeah, Brother PB is trying. He's on the phone with him too. But all right, we we can't get in. Can you call him? Okay. Uh, um, can I call you? Yeah, I I can. I can call. Well, call. Yeah, hold on one moment. What I'll do is I'll I'll call brother. I can. I don't know how y'all got in, but you know. I don't need <laughs> but he can. He's sitting at yeah. the table. Hopefully. hopefully we can clear it up. Just give me one moment, and um, I guess I I have to call Bobby from there. All right. Okay. All right. Let right. me give you the number for you to call him. Yeah, I um I have his number. Is it the cell phone number? No. No, he wants you to call the house. Oh, okay. Well, can can you tell Brother PV if he if he could? Yeah. Can he text that to me? I wouldn't want to put his house number on the line like that. As Brother PV, if he could text it to me, that would be better. Cause like I said, I don't want to put uh Baba Baba um home number. Over our radio waves like that, and have people just calling this house all the time tonight. Yeah. All right. Oh, hold on, hold on, Queen. My bad. Hello, Queen. You hear me, Brother Peavy? This is, is, is this Brother PB right here? I just had a sister on the line. The sister was with, I think that was, I don't know who the sister was, but I just had a sister with Brother PB all on the line together. And um, hopefully we can get this information cleared up and we can get it straight now and we can get uh, Bob Maddox on the line. Now, All right, let's see here. Yeah, brother. Oh, uh, if y'all listen on the line, let me let me see. I, let me contact brother PB, and I'll just tell him to, to, to text me the information. Text me his number. Number. But yeah, y'all tuned in to Feet on the Ground Radio. Um, as I said, we waiting for uh, waiting to be able to get this number so I can go ahead and bring the, and bring Bob and Maddox in. He's having a little difficulty getting in. You know, sometimes they don't try to let us all. You know, when we do these Sunday shows, sometimes it be so powerful that they don't want to really be on on the air. Sometimes some shows are so powerful they don't want you on the line for these shows. But um, we here, and as I said, we'll we'll be. Um, 
We'll have him in here in just a moment. And for the people who are online, who are listening to us via their computer, or if you want to get on via your computer, all you have to do is go to TalkShoe.com. The keyword is feet on the ground. You can check into our archives. We have um, over well over 300 shows already archived, a lot of shows just dealing with history, politics, and African, you know, just African news from an African perspective. Uh, all right. Give me one moment, family, and we'll, we'll have Baba right in.
a situation to be in as a people. And I'm pretty much concerned that many of us today, as we go into 2016 and try to uh, look for the great white hope uh, who may arrive on the scene and save us, uh, we may be uh, shocked to learn that the black vote does not count. Uh, there may not be any sign saying that black people can't enter the polling booths. There may not be any uh, police department with their billet clubs out uh, beating us away from the polling booths. Uh, but there are many ways to devalue a vote, and we got a preview of that in 2008 uh, when Mr. Obama, Senator Obama at the time of Illinois, was seeking the presidential nod. And, for example, here in Harlem uh, in that year, uh, he was registered as having received no black votes. Uh, and so there were many precincts, voting precincts, uh, which no black person went into the precinct and voted for him. Now, this was such a blatant uh, disregard of our rights and of his rights that was so clear uh, that it was designed to help Hillary Clinton, uh, who at the time was also vying for the nod of being a president of the United States. And, uh, of course, she was the favorite daughter, so to speak, uh, here in New York. And so the election official went crazy. But in the meantime, it indicated to us, or it should have indicated to us, how uh, perilous our vote is and how easy it is for it to be taken away because the reality of it is, is that uh, when the 15th Amendment was ratified in 1870, uh, there was a requirement for our voting rights to be enforced that there would be an enabling clause. It took 95 years for us to uh, to get a Voting Rights Act of 19. Uh, 65, and uh, and now uh, after some few years of exercising the right to vote, now the Supreme Court has studied the Voting Rights Act of 1965, which is the enabling clause that provides teeth into the 15th Amendment and has basically indicated that we now have no right that whites are bound to respect. I can't see of any in, in uh, intelligent and sane black person going to the polls without first uh, holding a convention, and secondly, uh, drafting a black agenda out of that convention, and thirdly, uh, making demands on Congress and these presidential candidates uh, that those demands will be granted or else. And I emphasize or else, uh, because uh, for us to be uh, living in this country today and be taxed as heavily as we are taxed, uh, and then to get no benefits from it, uh, means that we must be out of our minds. Uh, we must be something, uh, something to a serious mental defect. And so, I, in my view, I can't see any black person paying any taxes if the government is not going to give any protection and give any benefits. And I think the only way to resolve this matter is for intelligent black people uh, to come together and to uh, uh, make our voices heard and make our views known and to enact a black agenda and at the end of it, add or else. Uh, <clears throat> um, and so you know, as, as you think that the the agenda is or else, with, um, I know that you, I know that we need to start looking at boycotts from a practical standpoint. So, what would be the best way that we would, you know, if we were just to discuss this right now on how to keep our taxes away from them? Well, is there a way that you know of that we could probably try to? Keep some of the, our tax monies away from the beast. 
Well, I think, first of all, uh, we are the ones who are really financing uh, this government. Uh, the wealthy is not paying any tax, uh, and that's the way the tax code is written. And so those who really have the money can also provide for your lawyers and accountants uh, to make sure that they pay no taxes. Uh, we, on the other hand, cannot afford our lawyers, and we can't afford accountants. And so we end up uh, bearing the brunt of the uh, expenses uh, and liabilities of this government. And uh, I think that there are people in this government who are very understanding of the notion of taxation without representation. Uh, this is the same demand uh, that Christmas addicts uh, put into place uh, in Boston, Massachusetts, which gave rise uh, to the birth of this nation. And so uh, we're at a point now where clearly we don't have any rights. Uh, and clearly uh, nobody can expect us uh, to be paying for things uh, that we have not been granted. And as I said on the last broadcast, we must define ourselves and stop being defined by others. Uh, and that's our first step. And in being defi- and, and, and in defining ourselves, we must recognize that we are not slaves. We did not come over here as slaves. We came over here as laborers uh, to build a nation which became the greatest nation on the face of this earth through our hands and through our minds. And as a result of that, we ended up with no compensation. Uh, so uh, clearly, not only are we not receiving any current benefits, uh, but we are also uh, not being paid any settlement of the debt uh, that this country owes us. And at this particular time, which makes matters worse, uh, especially after the Pope arrived, uh, he uh, made it plain to the to the immigrants and to the migrants and to the political refugees uh, that we should. Uh, give uh, those groups a greater priority over blacks. We had nobody speak for us uh, while he was here. Uh, he quoted Dr. King, but he understood that Dr. King is no longer alive and that people are uh, uh, political frauds uh, like Jesse Jackson, Al Shock, and other way around, which is why he would not meet with any of them. He met with no terms while he was in, in town. And, and so this is where we are, and this is why we must get our act together now or else, because there will not be any second chances. Uh, there's nothing in the stars, and there's nothing in history that indicates that white folks are getting ready to give us a second chance. Yes, sir. And, and you know you're speaking on the Pope coming in, and his, uh, you know, just as your overview on how he assessed what was going on with the with the immigrants. What, as as Africans over here still caught up into um, the religions of perversion, how do we, you know, like you know, it's it's hard for us to navigate in a lot of different political realms because the religions of perversion keep us from thinking properly. What what are some of the things that you you think that can help us out as a as the the youth? right now to help break the chains of our people who still hold on to religious dogma and that keeps us and that keeps them from wanting to engage fully in the political system because they're looking at it as though God has to change what's going on but we don't have any you know like we don't have any power in that well I think first of all uh, we have to understand that if we need God we better go somewhere else to worship him uh, because this is not a nation uh, that give rise to a deference to God. Uh, so, and in fact, in the Constitution, it says it says that there's a separation of church and state, and therefore, when the so-called founding fathers wrote this document, uh, they wrote religion out. And the reason why they wrote religion out is for the simple fact that people who uh, need a God don't necessarily need each other. And this country was built on the idea that there had to be an ethical code 
and that we must respect each other and look to each other. And that's something that the slave master did not teach us on this plantation. That's the reason why people can very quickly grasp the idea of ethics, except the descendants of enslaved Africans, because ethics was not taught on the plantation, like history was not taught on the plantation, logic or thinking for yourself was not taught on the plantation, and philosophy or believing in yourself was similarly not taught on the plantation. And I sum all of these uh, words into an acronym called HELP, History, Ethics, Logic, and Philosophy. And I think that uh, we must understand that it's nothing wrong with anybody praying to a God or worshiping a God, uh, but you're living in a country uh, in which uh, God is a bait and switch. It is not a reality as many of us think it might be. Barbara, uh, is there any other any other points that you want? You know, you really wanted to hit. Like I said, I I came in because I just wanted to hear the agenda that was going to be pushed forward for the Freedom Party. Uh, but one question that I do have is is for the people out there listening is uh, the connection. How do they get connected in order for them to strive to build a Freedom Party with inside of their own community? Well, I think the thing, you know, when we look at the platform, we're not talking about something new uh, because those things that have been uh, put out here for us to uh, push and to enforce have been now created by our revered ancestors. Uh, So, you know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to follow their blueprint or their map. Uh, and I think they made it very clear uh, that in order for us to have justice, uh, you must also have reparations, which is a form of justice. And I think the reason why the Pope uh, recognized and respected Dr. King was the recognition that in his last days on this earth, uh, he was fighting for the poor. He was fighting for economic and social justice. And ultimately, there would have clearly been a demand on the table uh, for this government to honor its promissory note, uh, which the Pope uh, reminded everybody at the White House. And so uh, our reality is that you can't work with people for 40 years and then give them the boot. And you can't expect that people who have worked for 400 years uh, to be on the same plane as everybody else. Uh, This is not a nation of immigrants. It is a nation built by uncompensated laborers, and the immigrants have become the beneficiaries of our blood, sweat, and tears.
and so uh, he, he recognizes, and we must recognize this, that uh, the family is the core of all of this, and that uh, in many ways we have been ravaged uh, uh, by uh, the notion of a family uh, because slavery uh, prohibited us from marriage or parenthood. Uh, and and the, the, the vestiges of that are still in effect today. Uh, I maintain that no same-race marriage is valid in the United States. And, you know, and I'm not talking about rhetoric. I'm talking about legal analysis, uh, that uh, all of these different marriages, uh, one between uh, Steve and Bill, uh, or the one between Mary and John, uh, if they're black, are uh, actually strange fruit. Uh, the notion of a black man and a black woman marrying uh, uh, is strange fruit under the slave codes uh, because it is illegal. And when you look at all the different categories of strange fruit, uh, as was uh, so uh, eloquently uh, sung by uh, Billy Holiday, uh, when you look at the different strange fruit, uh, what you find is that the only strange fruit that has not been uh, validated uh, by the U.S. Supreme Court is that fruit which is between a black man and a black woman. Uh, the Supreme Court has uh, validated uh, interracial marriages. It has uh, validated same-sex marriages. And I don't know what else uh, it's getting ready to validate. But the one thing it has never validated is the marriage between a black man and a black woman. And that's the reason why uh, the white man uh, goes out and rapes our women with impunity uh, because uh, they have not been freed. They did not get freed under the Emancipation Proclamation. They did not get freedom under the 14th Amendment, and they did not get freedom under the 19th Amendment, which means in the white man's mind, the black woman still belongs to him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um... You know, you're saying that we – I remember one day you made a statement about how there's, there wasn't a, uh, a black – it wasn't a white man who had been convicted of raping a black woman. And I think our family found something, but I don't think that the, 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 the crackers was charged, but I don't think it was directly for the rape that they was charged and convicted for. But I'm going to I'm gonna have to pull that information, and maybe the sister might be on the line. You know, so she might put the buzz in my ear so I can so I can um, attest correctly to that information that we pulled together. But um, well, the one thing I will say, and you know, I say this uh, uh, with some uh, uh, degree uh, uh, being definitive, uh, what I will say is that uh, no white man has ever been convicted of raping a black woman. Now, some white men may have been convicted under the guise of raping mm-hmm. a black woman, but there were other motives uh, mm-hmm. that were involved in those particular acts. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as a very, very, very general rule, a white men have never been convicted of raping a black woman. I mean, that's just a fact. Now, we can put out a microscope or a telescope or whatever, or binoculars or whatever, and try to look for those small specks. Uh, but the absolute general rule is that uh, our women, in the minds of white men, are still chattel slaves, and that uh, in their legal analysis of the Emancipation Proclamation, of the uh, 14th Amendment, and of the 19th Amendment, they have found nothing in any of those uh, constitutional amendments or acts that have demonstrated that our women uh, can and should belong to us. The fact of the matter is that they don't, and that's the way they are treated, and that's why in much, virtually every case that you hear of a white man raping a black woman, nothing never happened. And if something did happen, 
there will be other motives to explain that rare possibility. Hmm. Not, and, and you're saying that, that's what I think it was, it was some surrounding, other surrounding factors that I think that they got convicted on when I was looking over the case, but I, I'm not totally sure right now, but I, I believe it was some other surrounding factors that were going, going on with that. As you said, you know, you find a little with it where you, you would think that that's what they were convicted for, but when you go and look, when you go look, you'll see it was some other, some other little crime that they had committed that they, you know, that they were able to uh, uh, wrangle a men on. And that's true. And, that, and, and in those cases, uh, the ruling class get two for I mean, they get two for one. You know, they can get knock you out on one ground, and then on the other ground, they claim that they're benevolent and just. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, when you look at it, uh, and I have looked at a few cases, in which, uh, you know, black people said, well, that white man got convicted. But, you know, our people don't look at things other than very shallow steps. Uh, but when you put it under a real serious microscope, then you find specs that indicate that there was something else that was going on mm-hmm. in those few cases. Yeah, something else going on with the few cases. You know, definitely, definitely. Um, well, Bob Maddox, listen. I, I appreciate you coming on tonight, and I know that you had some, uh, you know, some special words. We have a live full of callers. Uh, I know that you only have an hour with us tonight. I know you only have an hour with us, uh, but you know, if you if you wanted to take any calls, I, I, I could take that hour. You know, I mean, anybody that want to have a dialogue with me or want to debate an issue uh, with me or uh, whatever their intent is, I can certainly satisfy. You know, until the, the top of the hour. No doubt. No, no, well, listen, Baba Maddox, what I'm going to do, though, and I'm going to open up the lines. I'm going to ask the callers, I'm going to ask the people, the guests who are in the chat room, if you have a question or a comment, just type it into the chat room. I'm monitoring the chat room right now. And what I'll do is I'm going to go to the lines, and I'm going to open up some of the lines from some of the callers and then let them have a question or two. That's fair enough. All right, then, in one moment, we're going to go to uh so our first call on the line. All right, Black Power, BB48. Uh, Black Power, BB48 family, welcome to Feet on the Ground Radio. You got a question or comment for our attorney at War, Bob Automatic. All right, I see a lot of y'all out there, man. But, dear Bob, next, next uh, week I definitely want you to come in because it's going to be close on huh? top of that 10, 10, 15 Justice or Else March, which is something separate from what you're going to be doing. But I definitely want to get your assessment and, and um, thought on that, uh, you know, just just for the people, for those who are out there, you know, just have some questions and just give your, your roundabout thought on it. I just opened up for Guest 11. So, Guest 11, your line is open. Welcome to Feet on the Ground. You got a question and a comment for Bible Automatics. Okay. Okay. Brother Maddox, um, yes. you know, for almost, I'm fine, thank you, Brother Maddox. You know, for almost a year, I've been asking um, your friend, uh, Reverend Sharpton, about the value of an economic boycott. And for almost a year, he keeps telling me that he's thinking about it and he's working on it. And the last time I asked him a few weeks ago, he threw it back at me as if to as if to say, "Well, you come up with an idea." So um, at this particular point, I ask you, in terms of an economic boycott, brother Maddox, how do you go about this? Let me uh, say, you know, from the, from the outset that you know, uh, Reverend Sharpton and I have had uh, many dealings in the past. Uh, we uh, split o- up over one uh, admonition by Dr. William Augustus Jones of the historic Bethany Baptist Church in Brooklyn. And Dr. Jones and his brother, Louis Craig Jones, <coughs> helped uh, raise uh, Al Shopton. And so uh, while Dr. Jones was living, uh, we were having many discussions with Dr. Jones over many matters. But the one thing that Dr. Jones always uh, 
talking about is that, Al, you must not, if you eat the king's meat, you must do the king's bidding. And Dr. John was very much concerned uh, that uh, Reverend Shelton would not only eat the king's meat, uh, but that he would also uh, willingly uh, do the king's bidding. And so over a period of time, uh, I began to see that myself uh, in very unmistakable terms. And, you know, there are people out there who say, well, you don't like Reverend Shelton. But those people forget uh, the foundation of our relationship, uh, and that is uh, there were 70 counts in an indictment in two venues in which New York wanted to put Reverend Sharpton away for life, uh, and that was before uh, Justice Thurgood Marshall read Reverend Sharpton the Riot Act. And and so uh, I spent several hundred thousand dollars to rate, to save Reverend Shaw at a time when others would not put together one red cent. And so uh, in that sense, I have no uh, dislike for Reverend Shopton at all. Uh, if I did, I would not have tried to save him as I did, not only save him, but then gave him a new political direction. Uh, and in, in that regard, I'm saddened by the fact that he is now uh, totally betrayed me, but more importantly, he has betrayed Dr. King uh, and, and and Dr. Martin Luther King and others of whose church that he claimed they come from. And so that's the real tragedy. So he would not ever, under any circumstances, uh, engage in any boycott that would bring white supremacy to its knees. I'm absolutely convinced of that. Uh, that's just not in his lexicon. He just does not believe that. Uh, instead, uh, he is very selfish, and he wants to live the high life for himself and for nobody else. So, Brother Maddox, if, 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 if I were to ask him again point blank, you know, he keeps saying to me, well, you identify a company. Is there, I don't know how to respond to that, and I do need help. Okay, now I missed the question, so maybe you want to ask that again. Yeah, in terms, you know, I, I recognize that what you're saying, Phlegmatic, is absolutely true, but in order to educate the people that I'm trying to share some information with, um, he throws it back on me rather than saying, well, you know, we're going to do this and we have a target. So rather than engage in this back and forth with him, I would like to say, okay, here's a target. How do we go about this? You know, one of the things that happened in Montgomery, uh, the, part, the target in 1955 uh, was clearly identifiable. I mean, you could not overlook the fact uh, that uh, when you uh, got on the board of bus and transportation was a necessary uh, uh, matter in those days that uh, from the moment that you walked to the front of the bus in Montgomery to pay your fare until the first time that you went to the back of the bus to find your seat uh, and that that seat was not permanent because when the bus began to fill up you had to give your seat up uh, to a white person, then those indignities uh, were just so very clear. Uh, I know now with uh, things the way they are, uh, sometimes it's hard to convince people of just what the target should be. And uh, I think that uh, clearly uh, a lot of forethought has to be done uh, with respect to that. Uh, the thing about the Montgomery bus boycott is that while the target was very identifiable, uh, there was still a lot of mix, uh, 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 planning uh, that went on uh, in Montgomery, uh, including uh, Rosa Parks, including Mr. the Nixon, uh, the Porters, Pullman Porters, uh, in, in terms of 
Dr. Professor Joanne Robinson of Alabama State. Uh, all of these people did an extensive amount of study, and all of these people uh, prepared themselves for that task. Uh, so it wasn't something that was impromptu. I mean, it, it, the story that is given to us is just that one day her feet were tied uh, and she refused to stand. The reality of it is she had gone to the Highland Folk School in Tennessee and other places to actually do the planning. So I think it really boils down to the fact that we know there's so many different injustices out here, uh, but you can't overlook the need for planning in terms of finding your target. Yes, sir. Thank you, brother. All right. Um, and, and if I, if I could, Bob Maddox, I just want to add on something from, you know, for somebody from a, uh, a little bit younger, not that much, but as we're looking at it now, when we talk um, boycott and we speak amongst ourselves, we're not speaking as of targets as, like, we're going to specifically target Walmart. We're going to target – we're targeting everybody. Mm-hmm. We're targeting everybody. What we're doing is we're starting to pull back our dollars in every single um, situation, whether that be the um, the grocery store, whether or not that be the mm-hmm. pharmacy, but every single where we can actually know that we were giving money to these foreigners who are foreign to us, pull your money out of there. Pull your money out. One thing that's going on amongst the youth right now, amongst the younger crowd, is that we're doing this thing with the money. They call RBG dollars. And people mm-hmm. putting a red, black, and green mark, they're putting a red, black, and green flag on, on their money, and they're taking money and, and making sure that this money they put this red, black, and green on, we're spending it with black people only. And we want to keep this recycling and recirculating inside our community. You know, um, sometimes people say, well, look, we, you know, the money is not ours right now, but the thing is we have, to, we have to take onus upon what we are spending and what we are doing to our own selves individually and attack every single individual spot that you can. So, Queen, I'll say this. If you're talking to other people and you're talking about boycott, the boycott is more than just one company. It's a nationwide boycott of all things that uh, pervade racism, white supremacy. We got to have a total boycott, really. Right. More than economic. We need a total walk out on everything. But economically, right. you know, that's that's the thing that we have to do. We have to find other places that we can spend our money because there are other places and just mm-hmm. that goes for everything. Yeah. That's all. Right. Now, and, and, you know, let me, just, let me add this to that uh, because uh, I was in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, a few years ago, and uh, high schools from all over Wisconsin uh, came together and, you know, we had uh, a very important day where young people had an opportunity to put uh, uh, matters into proper perspective. And so uh, I can recall in one of the workshops uh, that I was conducting, uh, I asked all of the young people in there uh, when they finished high school what was the first thing they were going to do. And uh, unless, you know, somebody would get ready to go to college or something, and even some of them, uh, the answer may have also been included, uh, they all said that uh, they wanted to buy a car. And so I said to them, well, that's good. Because if you want to buy a car, have you thought about now while you're in high school find all of the other persons in Milwaukee who intend to buy a car and that you pull your money together and go down to the state insurance department in uh, Wisconsin with your pool of money and you uh, indicate to them that you are uh, forming an insurance company. And that, you know, this is the pool of money that you have and that it is sufficient to deal with the risk that you may encounter. And so, uh, you know, a lot of young people had not thought about it in that way, but it sounds very exciting. And so even though it certainly takes money out of the hands of whites, especially whites who uh, abuse the power that they acquire, but in addition to that, it also provides an opportunity for young people uh, to uh, get various opportunities in the insurance industry. 
something that they may not be able to obtain uh, elsewhere. And so, you know, I think we have to look at a boycott not just from simply bringing a white man down to his knees, and many of them should be brought down to their knees, uh, but we should also uh, be uh, thinking about in terms of us standing straight and throwing away our crutches and the money that we uh, invest uh, may enable us to do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I, told, I totally agree. I totally agree with that, Bob Maddox. Um, and we got a couple minutes left, so we're going to get another caller in here on the line. We're going to get you on in here, caller. So um, you ready? Let's see here. Black Power, BB48, Welcome to Freedom Ground Radio. You ain't here live with Barbara Alton Maddox. Question or comment? Hello. Hello. Hey, how you doing? I'm I'm just listening in to Sierra. Um, I was talking to you, uh, uh, Brother Moore, about an idea that I had for my daughter's um, birthday, and I was wondering if he thought that maybe that was a good idea. Um, the idea that I was having was. Um, you know, a lot of times for the children's birthdays, people want to buy gifts. And I was thinking maybe for my daughter's birthday, um, instead of people buying her gifts, maybe we donate um, a certain amount of dollars and then find an organization primarily for our people. Um, and if if I can find something dealing with RPG, all the better. But, you know, I say pool that money together. And instead of giving our gifts, the money that you would spend on a gift, put that money together and write it in a you know, check out my name and, and donate that. Is that a, a decent idea? You think that will catch on? Well, I think not will it catch on, but I think it has already caught on. I mean, we have to go back to our past. Uh, and one of the things that helped us to become the people that we became uh, and to do the miraculous things that we did during that period is the fact that we had these mutual aid societies or companies well, we actually uh, use our money to help each other. Uh, and that's how we really grew as a people, and that's how we had a, a spiritual awakening uh, that seems not necessarily to be present today. But I think uh, very clearly uh, the the best investment that we can make is into our own human resources uh, because that's really uh, the starting point from where we have to go. And so there's absolutely nothing wrong uh, with that uh, notion of making an investment in ourselves uh, and having the human resources that are needed uh, in order to accomplish the goals that are in front of us. Yeah, Sister, well, you know, we always got the Freedom Party. We got the UAM always rocking. The UAM always, you know, but uh, we definitely can uh, get together and sit down. The sister asked me that question before, and, and um, I'm glad that you were here, Baba, so you could so you could um, give her the history on how that is just that is African for us to cooperate, uh-huh. put together our, our stuff in, in order for us to grow. We know we need. We know it's only us who's going to make us grow. So um, we got seven minutes. I got a, a couple more callers. We're going. I'm going to let y'all into the line real quick. We're going to feed on the ground radio. Um, this is. Your brother born with attorney Bobble Altimatics. Uh question or comment. New York, you're going once, going twice. All right, you're out of here. New York. Got another New Yorker open. Um, welcome to Feet on the Ground Radio. Question or comment for Bobble Altimatics. All right, they listening there. They listening there. We we going down the line. We going down the line. Black Power. People forty eight. Welcome to Freedom. Question or comment? Hold on. Hold on. They got some stuff going on in the background, so we're gonna move down to the next caller. Oh, they got they got a lot going on in their background. We can't do that one. All right, Black Power. Welcome to uh, Feet on the Ground Radio. It's your brother Born. I'm here with Bob Automatics. Question or comment? There's a lot of y'all out there now. I know know y'all ain't going to leave me hanging like this and act like y'all don't have nothing to say. 
Black Power, BB48, Welcome to Feet on the Ground Radio. This is your brother, Boy, with Bobble Automatics. Question or comment? Brother Bourne. Oh yes, sir. Yes. Uh, hold on, hold on, brother. I see you had your you had your computer on at the same time. I'm gonna let your line back open. I'm gonna open your line back up, but you gotta uh, you gotta turn your computer speakers down or something. Okay, uh, this is brother PV here. All right, brother PV. Yes, sir. How, how you doing, uh, Baba Madoff? It's yes, always sir, a pleasure. Steve, how you doing? Just great, just great. Always a pleasure. I know the time is running short. And I just wanted, you know, to ask a quick question about the people getting on that bus on Saturday. Could you come in on that fact of how, what we need to do to get down to Baltimore and Washington, please? Well, I think that, you know, there are uh, people who uh, listen to the broadcast and know that there are questions uh, that need to be asked and answered to. And the one that you uh, just raised is one that's very important. Uh, let me first uh, indicate that uh, the contact number uh, for more information on this uh, should be 
Uh, and so, you know, this is something that even our so-called black selected officials have never made known of. I mean, Reverend Sharpton would never uh, mention reparations. Uh, Jesse Jackson would never mention reparations. Yet they are both um, making million dollars off of the uh, blood of Dr. King. Uh, but it is very clear uh, that a national black convention is absolutely critical. It will happen on the 3rd and 4th of October, and that people who need more information should call tomorrow, 917-947-8995, to deal with our plight. Because if we fail to plan, we plan to fail. It is amazing how a people can go uh, from uh, sweating and laboring over Selma to now romanticizing Selma without having any rights uh, that we acquired from Selma. I mean, this this is uh, what we are talking about today. For us to have seen our ancestors go to Edmund Pettus Bridge, uh, to have died uh, for us to participate uh, in this government, a government that we built, and that we are now afraid to sit and plan uh, for uh, that is it, absolutely crazy. And I think a large part of this really arises out of slavery. You know, there's a lot in the back of our minds about uh, what white folks did to us while we were in slavery, and uh, we still have many of those fears today. I was just reading today about the Camilla Massacre uh, in Georgia, and uh, blacks had assembled and marched uh, for uh, their rights, and they were ambushed uh, by whites who were afraid uh, that black men uh, would gain power and would be able to uh, dictate to whites uh, what should be happening. So they ambushed a large number of these blacks, uh, but that should not be a reason why the rest of us are afraid to continue this struggle for power because the only thing that the Constitution recognizes and the most important word in the Constitution is power, whether you're talking about the separation of powers or you're talking about the balance of power, the key word is power. Thank you. Uh, one, one thing, please, one correction. That phone number, last number is 48994. And the other number, five, is the fax number. Okay, 8994. Thank you very much, Brother TV. 917-947-8994. And I would ask everybody uh, to call that number and get more information uh, about what we are doing and also to revisit the website, www.reinstatealtonmatics.com. That's www.reinstatealtonmatics.com. Top of the hour. All right. Thank you. Brother Bourne, you there? Okay. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, I was here. I'm sorry, brother. I was I was on mute. I'm talking and have my live muted. <laughs> All right. <laughs> But Brother Boyd, I really enjoyed uh, this hour. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is a historic uh, uh, planning occasion that we are engaged in. As I said before, we gained the right to vote men only, not women. Men only gained the right to vote, and black men, that is, gained the right to vote in 1870. And from 1870 until 2015, we have only had one national black political convention. Uh, for those who say that, you know, voting doesn't count, it does not count when you are stupid enough to go to the polls without an agenda and to vote that agenda. Yes, sir. And like we said, Black Power, BB4, Hodier, my hotel, we definitely thank um, Bob Automatics for coming in today. Um, giving us this, this um, well-needed wisdom. We'd like to thank all the callers for um, coming in. And, you know, it's always a pleasure. The platform is always open. 
any, as I say, uh, again, any Sunday that you want to come in or every Sunday, however you want to do, uh, we definitely always will welcome you in here. This is one uh, radio station that we will, we will never bar or ban the words of automatics on this one. And, well, we'll be talking next Sunday. Yes, sir. We'll be talking next Sunday, and we'll be we'll be in. Y'all call in next Sunday. We'll be back on, and we'll be discussing justice or else. And uh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll be discussing this from a John Henry Clark standpoint, the role of the bastard in our history. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. And we thank you, and family. Thank all y'all for coming out. We leave out like the same way that we come in. That's a, with a praise in that Turner. Glory to Garvey. Long live the spirit of Dr. Khaled Abdul Muhammad. Praise Harriet Tubman. Glory to Ida B. Wells. Long live the spirit of Sister Fanny Lou Hamer. Give me four ODA. Wow. Thank you. Okay, but that's it. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.